Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Clear the decks because we have breaking news, and I'm praying Michael hasn't seen it. But as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, again, breaking news per Jeremy Fowler over at ESPN. Mitchell Trubisky is signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I Mitch, I, I was hoping you didn't I see it. 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 just it just dropped right now, a couple minutes ago. So Trubisky to the Steelers. We knew somebody was going to try to rehab him. We were wondering what team it was going to be. He is, uh, according to Fowler, who's legit. He's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. That being Mitchell Trubisky. Your thoughts? Well, okay. I think ultimately, when we're talking free agency, you've got a second order think, right? Second order thinking involves what does the move mean and what's the impact of the move. And so, what Pittsburgh is saying to you by signing Trubisky is is that they want somebody to come in to compete with Mason Rudolph, depending on what they gave him in salary, and they're out of the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes. So now, you know, they were never in the Watson sweepstakes. They're in the they're they're in the uh, they're out of the Jimmy Garoppolo, which if you're Chris Ballard, you're sitting there now saying, okay, less competition for uh, for Garoppolo. If you're John Lynch, you're now worried your market's going to slowly dry up because where am I going? Is New Orleans going to be a player? Is Seattle going to be a player? I don't want to trade them to Seattle. I don't want to give them an answer. So I think that's ultimately the cause and effect. And can can. Pittsburgh change Trubisky? Can they get him into a, a rhythm? Can they run a scheme that's, that suits him? And the more you talk to people that were in Chicago that have been with Trubisky is 
the, the, the words coming out of there weren't as positive as they were when he was there. You know, everybody kept saying that he's going to be really good. And Mike North from Chicago believes in him completely. So this will be a, a fascinating move as he learns a new offense, as he gets around Matt Canada, and they try to run the ball with Nigel Harris. Can Trubisky give them what they want intellectually at the line of scrimmage? I have my doubts. We got you covered here. Free agency frenzy on the Lombardi line. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Again, the Steelers are going to sign Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year contract. My assumption was, I know they, from what I read, I know they liked Willis, but they're picking 20. And Willis looks like he's going to go closer to top 10, right? So they needed to do I, something. I, I don't see how Willis is going in the top. I really don't. I mean, he's a year away from being two years away. I mean, it's going to be take some time. I mean, we have really vaulted these college quarterbacks up a ladder that's you know, you, you, nobody, and, and even if you take one, you're, you're certainly not, like we said yesterday on the show, you know, uh, you know, how much difference is there between Pickett and, 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 and some of these other guys that were drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. I mean, it's really not that. that well, your far. comp was Pickett and Ellinger and which I thought was perfect. Ellinger, right. Exactly. So look, and we also know that we're going to get some action. This this Deshaun Watson thing's heated up, right? So Schefter reported that there's teams going to meet with him in the next 48 hours. I'm told the meetings are happening right now. That there's teams already in Houston that are meeting with with Deshaun Watson currently on the ground today. So I think you're going to see some resolution at that point. Deshaun will then decide if he wants to go to New Orleans or to Carolina. Both those teams are probably going to make their way to Houston to talk to him. So uh, with that knowledge, th we're, this is going to be the biggest news of free agency is this trade that gets put together by Houston uh, for Watson. I think free agency will be over with by Wednesday. I tweeted that out. All these deals are coming in. They're coming in hot and heavy. I've got plenty I can lay out for you. Um, let's get back to what you just said. Again, Mitchell Trubisky to the Steelers. It'll be interesting. The rehab project continues. The Carolina Panthers, they're going to be, Tepper's going to be aggressive as far as, you know, what the Houston Texan situation is fascinating because now they can just sit back, right? And they can sit back mm -hmm. and they're in a good spot as far as accruing the best offer for Watson. Well, once he was, once he ultimately was cleared of criminal charges, it now opened up. You still have to deal with the civil cases, and I think people will now learn that. I was told by somebody very reliable, there's a lot more to this story than meets the eye. We shall see, right? And so let's move forward down the line. But this opened up the door. This now allows the, the Texans to move on, and what are they going to do at quarterback? Are they sticking with Davis Mills? Are they going to try to get somebody in the draft? And they can reload their ability to rebuild this team with draft picks. And Seattle's going to be certainly involved in this because they've got a bunch of assets based on the Russell Wilson trade. So I think this is the one and they're all meeting. Now Seattle isn't one of those teams in Houston meeting. I think the two teams currently are New Orleans and, and Carolina. I'm sure soon to be added whether whether Wilson wants to, whether, excuse me, whether Watson wants to meet with someone else. And we talked about it yesterday. Amari Cooper, wide receiver one there, Michael, with the Browns. The Browns officially release the vet in Landry. Yeah, well that was just, you know, that was Look, they have too many inside receivers in Cleveland, and, and Landry was just happened to be one of them. He's not an outside receiver. That's a problem. So they need to develop that outside receiver. Whether it's going to be Cooper or not, that remains to be seen. But to have a slot, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones plays well for them, had a chance to make a couple catches. Higgins is a free agent. It'll be interesting where they are with the quarterback situation. Will they get involved with Watson? There's hmm. some talk, and, and I talked to people in Cleveland yesterday, that they think they are involved. 
is that's the case. They do have a chip in Mayfield that they can trade in the package, much like the, the Lions traded and got involved. Remember, the, the Rams weren't always in the Stafford thing until the last minute. Right. They kind of got in there late and and they and they had the chip that ultimately would make uh, Holmes, their new general manager, happy because he was around when they drafted golf. So, you know, I know Nick Cesario had liked Mayfield. Could they be involved? I don't know for a fact that they are, but certainly they're kicking tires on all the quarterbacks. Okay, And of course, we did talk Tom Brady. Uh, You can. Make sure you check it out on demand. At first hour, we open the show here. Go to vston.com slash podcast for Michael's take on Tom Brady coming back for his 23rd season. Now, the, the one I wanted to ask you about, how does this work as far as uh, in Green Bay with the franchise tag being slapped on Devontae Adams? Yeah. Now, you take us inside the front office. If he doesn't play on the franchise tag, what happens here? Well, he just he, he he's he stays out there. You know, he doesn't accrue a season, you know, and then he doesn't get any money. You know, he doesn't have any guarantees. I mean, no player. Have you ever read a player that, no, they that hate has it. come out and they say hate the that I'm, I am happy about this? Of course not. Of course, of course, we we know players have made zillions. I mean, look at look look at Kirk Cousins. He just got another thirty five million guaranteed. I mean, this guy just walks into money. I mean, he's a walking Wells Fargo. This guy he just <laughs> walks into money left and right. Give him credit, man. Give him credit. He's no, bet on give himself. Us, give him. I mean, priority sports there in Chicago. Mark Bartlestein, Rick Smith, Mike McCarthy. Those guys deserve a ton of praise for being able to manufacture this franchise tag into a really uh, a corporation of Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's become a corporate entity, you know? And so, look, every player says they hate the franchise. I'm not playing. Of course, I've said this back in November. They were, I, I believe Devontae Adams was looking for $25 million a year. I think that's what he was looking for. And it was so far apart that it made no sense to even negotiate. It's like J.C. Jackson was asking for so much money that the Patriots felt like there's no way we're even close to talking. So and then they decided not to franchise them, partly because I think they're concerned of the medical moving forward, whether that's true or not. You know, the, the, the durability issue in terms of how his knee will hold up through the process will be interesting to see. But uh you know, no one, no one, no player ever loves the franchise, even though it makes them a zillion dollars. So Adams, 29 years old, the franchise tag would pay him a little over 20, 20.15. But uh, now, does that change anything with Rodgers? You know, I don't think so. I mean, look, obviously they're going to continue. They hold his rights. Rodgers said he's coming back. He wants to play. We know he's going to get a new contract. So, uh, you know, I think that, old, that, that all systems are go, and I'm sure eventually, look, you tell me somebody who passes up $20 million. Ask Le'Veon Bell how he feels about passing that yeah, money how'd up. how'd that work out? How'd that work out? I know some people think he did the wonderful thing at the time, and, you know, we had a lot of the worldwide leaders were screaming that he was, that was a smart play for him to do. wonder where he's gotten that money back. No. He, there's been, it's been proven that that didn't work out in his, in his stead. The uh, Zadarius Smith cut by the Packers. I was a little surprised to see that. They did, expe- they did extend Preston Smith. Well, I think they ultimately, you know, they've got, you, look, you can't have everybody. This is not a candy store. You can't eat all the candy. You're going to have to make some hard decisions. And when you're so far over the cap and you know you're going to tender somebody $20 million and with a with a complete number, you've got to find a way to get under the cap. So you've got to make some concessions. And, you know, obviously he was one of the guys that they had to make the concession for, you know, 
Preston Smith comes back under a new deal. You still have Rashawn Gary coming off the edge, so that gives you two really good edge players, and you've got to live with the draft. Look, the key is going to be what will happen. I mean, they took $11 million cap hit. They took a $6 million cap hit on Billy, on Billy Turner. Both those players really, Billy Turner, they can replace him. But the, the, the key thing is what are they going to do with Jordan Love? He's an asset for them. You know, he counts seven million. On, they could pick up seven million of cap room if they trade him. What will they do with him? Is he really a viable player over the next two years? Can they get something back for him? I think that's a fundamental question you got to ask. Do you want to continue to carry that? I mean, Randall Cobb's on their cap for nine million. Randall Cobb could, at the end of the year couldn't run faster than I can. Don't cut yourself short. You got some. You got some wheels. Uh, by, yeah, I got right. a book, by the way, that opened uh, the Saints and Watson at nine to one. They've moved them to the favorites. The Saints are plus one fifty. Carolina's plus two fifty. Do you see a fit there? Obviously, he's a fit anywhere. But do you see a fit as far as assets and the Saints moving on, getting well, Watson? I think it's going to be fascinating how the Saints can fit that salary in there. Right now, you know, the Saints have redone some deals. Right, and they don't. You know, they they don't have. Uh, Armstead under contract. They don't have him under contract. And so they got Taysom Hill's $12.3 million on their cap that they could maneuver around. A lot of it's in roster bonus, so they could do that. But they're going to have to figure out a way to do that. Look, one thing the Saints do know is they know that unless they get a quarterback, they're not going anywhere. No, they need a quarterback. Maybe, and Jameis is still available. Uh, we shall see where he ends up as well. Okay, free agency frenzy. Don't worry. If anything happens, we're going to have you covered right here. Breaking news on the Lombardi line. Also got the first four in numbers to go as well. Josh is going to join us. Continue here vcin.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. 
That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, back by popular demand, it's the VSIN Help Desk. It's returned. Remember during the Super Bowl? It was very cool, and you can check it out with our writers, hosts, and experts for college basketball. They're here to answer your questions on all things college basketball. The VSIN Help Desk is here for you, not only for the big dance, but onto the NIT, CBI, and CIT too. Submit your questions at vcin.com slash madness, and it could be answered by our experts on air or over at vcin.com. So check it out. It helped us. It's great. So, you know, sometimes you're afraid to raise your hand in class, maybe have some questions regarding uh, just betting strategy in particular. Uh, you can go over there, vcin.com slash madness, and have your question answered low-key if that's what you prefer. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We're looking to see uh, more breaking news. So what did you tweet? Oh, that it's it, all coming it's down It's all now. coming down. I mean, it's, it's like an avalanche, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all coming down now. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're going to see this continue. Larry Ogojobi just signed with the Bears. I mean, we're going to continue to see that James Conner went back and re-signed a deal with the Arizona Cardinals, paid him almost $21 million over three years. I thought Conner was sensational last year. He was great year. last year. Why did he look you know, faster uh, last year? He, he did. I think he was, he was healthy. I think oftentimes we make mistakes on players when they're hurt. The interesting one was Diggs, the Quentin Diggs, the, 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 the Saints, I mean, excuse me, the Seahawks just re-signed him. And now they have all this money tied up at safety is a position that, you know, do you really want that much money tied up in safety position? Interesting to see, but obviously Seattle's taken that. I think they paid 30 million over, over a, a three year, four year period. So we'll see where that leads itself. I, I think the safety position to me is one that you feel like you better find young players at economic value at there. The, do you do you have an idea as far as a suitor for Landry? Landry can still help in the slot. Is there anybody that you've heard as far as where he could end up? He's officially released today by the Browns. No, I, I think this. I, I think that Landry needs to go somewhere where, you know, they need someone that can play in the slot, but he's not going to get that deal that he had. You know, he's not going to make that $14 million a year. I think, you know, his 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 reliability, his hands are still good. But, you know, he's got to be in the right scheme and the right place to kind of work within that slot position. And, and off the top of my head, I don't know where there is one that's just wide open. And would you really, do you want to spend all this money if he wants it? It's going to take some time for him to reduce his level of expectation. And if you're just joining us again, we know Tom Brady, vcin.com slash podcast. Check out the Lombardi line or wherever you get your podcast to get Michael's take on that. Uh, we'll finish off the show talking about it as well. Um, the other news today breaking Mitchell Trubisky, a two year deal with the Steelers. Yeah. So that's official. Um, I, and I was told I was told uh, before they made the Wentz deal that everybody thought Trubisky was going to Washington. 
and then they pivoted and made the Wentz deal. I don't know what caused them to make the Wentz deal. I don't know who they thought their competition was in the Wentz deal uh, for him to allow them to give away what they gave and give Chris Ballard a lot of credit for making that deal. I think you'll see these these deals continue to come in, but uh, but Washington to me just made a decision. They went Wentz over over Trubisky, and I don't know if Pittsburgh was ever involved with Wentz at all. I think Washington was competing with themselves, Michael. I mean, I, yeah, I think no they kind of freaked out because you know Stafford last year a swing and a miss, and then Russell Wilson. It, and maybe they did. Maybe they just thought it was going to be too steep to to start battling for Deshaun Watson, and then they just they went all in on Carson Wentz, and they are all in. I mean, that is yeah. That's Ron Rivera's job right there at the quarterback position. Well, you would think so. You know, you would think so because I mean, they they, had, they although they went to the playoffs this first year. I mean, ultimately it was a seven and nine team last year. You know, they really were not the same. I mean, they're going to have to fix some things defensively because they were never good defensively, in spite of their level of talent. They never played to that level. And offensively, they're going to have to fix this offensive line because Wentz, one thing we do know about Carson Wentz is when he gets hit as much as he's been hit, his eye level's down. He's not the same player, you know. And in 17, he was easily going to be the MVP of the league that year until he got hurt in Los Angeles against the Rams. And then since that time, his eye level and his inability to run and play with smart and effectiveness has really dwindled completely. I was a fan in 17. I thought Wright could turn them around. But to me, knowing that Wright can't turn them around and knowing that everybody else that loved them gave up on them makes, it, makes me rather dubious that he can actually turn this around. It's going to be interesting for Washington. They're not good enough defensively, scheme, coaching, talent, to be able to have him make the mistakes he made in in. In, uh, in Indianapolis. And they don't have that, that dominant offensive line run game. I mean, they just don't have it. Also a strange proclivity to throw the ball left-handed. You know, yeah, did you, like, it, what, what is that? Like, he starts freaking out. He's a right hand. He's a, he throws right-handed. He loves it. Yeah, he, he loves it. I mean, to me, it's just like, when are we going to stop making the same mistakes over? You know, when are we going to stop making the same mistakes over? Man, Quandre Diggs got paid. He got 40 mil. Look, uh, he's a good player in the back in the defensive backfield for the. And I never wanted the Lions to move on, uh, but he just got paid by the Seahawks. Uh, Ogan Joby, you mentioned uh, from Cincinnati to the Bears, good defensive. That's tackle. a loss for Cincy. That's a Cincy's big loss. Going to have to do that. Yep, they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to figure that out. You know, Cincy was. I thought they played great. I thought that they did a great job coaching in the playoffs. But their run defense up until the last game when the Rams couldn't run the ball. But when you watch that tape closely, they that was more about the way they attacked the Rams' run game with scheme than it was their players playing the run that well. They did a great job of understanding how the Rams wanted to run the football, and they dictated their scheme to stopping that. I think that's a little bit of a, of a misnomer that they have a great run defense because prior to that game, they couldn't stop the run. Just keeping you updated here, A.J. Bouye, the Panthers have released the cornerback. He was, they were, that was a big-time free agent signing a few years back. Um, And if there's anything else, Chase Edmonds, I believe, to Miami. Did I hear that? Yeah, he went to Miami. Miami, He went to Miami. They signed that deal. So, you know, these deals are kind of coming in rather quickly, and I think they'll continue to come in because the agents know what's out there. The agents know the market. I know we're in the legal tampering position, but they all know, you know, and so they know what they can get, and when they hear it, they're not going to do the Dennis Schroeder and just think that it's going to stay there forever. They're taking it. 
What was your take on, and we'll get Josh in in just a bit, get back to the tournament, but what was your take on, so Cousins, he extended for a year. He's under contract this year. Yeah. He extended for next year. He gets guaranteed $35 million through 2023. I mean, it's a hell of a job. What he did was unprecedented there in Washington with those two straight tags when he gambled on himself, and he flipped it into this money here with Minnesota. And I think it's a smart move for Minnesota. I know Will Hill doesn't want to hear it, but look, you got a new coach, right? You got a new coach, and you don't have a replacement on the team. Kellen Mond's not ready to go. So what you do is you basically say to your player, look, give us two years to see where we both are. You know, you got a chance to learn this new offense, which will be more of a West Coast principle because that's what uh, Kevin O'Connell wants to run. So let's do that. Let's say stay together for two years. I think it's the same thing. I think you'll see a deal with the Raiders and David and, and, and Derek Carr soon. Like, let's get together for two years, see where this leads us, see where if we want to go further before we extend ourselves into a huge mega deal. For this Cousins deal, this is about, look, you know, let's go through it. Let's see where we are. Let's continue to build. You're giving us a little bit of cap relief. We're giving you more guaranteed money. So it's a win-win for both because where are you going to replace this player in the open market? Where are you going to get a better player than Cousins? And why would you give Cousins away when you know Mond isn't ready to play? Remember what Mike Zimmer said. I've seen enough of Mond. I watch him every day of practice. You know, the Cousins thing is fascinating. Will is a Vikings fan. It's where the production doesn't equal the wins and how much do you value a quarterback in wins because his production, if you just take a look at his numbers, they're close to exemplary. I mean, they're, they're pretty they're damn good. He, really good quarterback numbers, but he's a 500 quarterback. Yeah, they're great. And some of it's his fault and some of it's the deep. Look, they have not played well on defense really in the last two years. They've lost their defensive front. You know, they're talking about trading Daniel Hunter. They got He's on the cap for $18 million. He really hasn't been able to play in two years. Hasn't played to the level. When they had Everson Griffin and Hunter last year, in that brief period over a four-game stretch, they actually looked better on defense. But they have not looked like that up until recent years, and it's affected Mike Zimmer. You know, it's wild. I just saw you tweeted, M. Lombardi NFL, MVP Mitch in the Steel City. Cannot wait to watch this one. Time heals all wounds. Because if this move was made, we have, a, a, we have such a short memory for reality. Such a short memory. And, wait wait, wait till Mitchell throws it over somebody's head by 80 yards. And everybody else, oh, my God. You know, it's like all of a sudden he went to Buffalo and he got like he got repackaged. You know, he got like repackaged. Like, like seriously, we know this. And, and I've talked to a lot of people. If it does the way you practice it for Mitchell, it'll be good. But if it changes during the game and he's got to make impulsive decisions and he's got to think quickly on his feet, that's when it breaks down. I've said this for years. That's never going to change. That's never going to change. And now that the former coaches that have been in Chicago, you go talk to them, you know, and they'll tell you, look, it's got you got to lay it out. It's got to go the way it goes. He's not the most cerebral. I'm not calling him dumb. I'm not calling him the most cerebral player <laughs> that can just do it off remotely. And so that's the issue. That was the issue at Mentor by the Lakes. That was the issue why he didn't go to Ohio. It's been the issue. It's not changing. Not calling him would dumb, but not, not saying overly smart either, I would say. Will they cut Haskins now? What do you need Haskins on the roster for at that salary cap number? Oh, Trashkins can go. You know what we love? What I love about American sports fans, we love a good reclamation project. We like a comeback yeah, no, story. And that is we do. Mitch in Pittsburgh. Good luck with that, Steelers. We continue. Josh is next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. 
Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Sounds good, man. We welcome you back here. Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. We bring in Josh Applebaum, Market Insights, betting across America. Josh, I was just told by Matt Santos as we say hi. They did a great job from the DraftKings headquarters, right? You were out there yesterday with the great coverage yesterday on VSIN. I appreciate it, Patrick. Michael, great to be with you. And yeah, it was my debut there. You know, uh, it's kind of funny. I'm only about a half an hour away, but a long time coming and just a great show. You know, I, I would say the only thing that really kind of stole our thunder there, guys, Tom Brady. Of all the times you could announce when you're returning, you had to do it right in smack dab of Selection Sunday on March Madness. So other than that, guys, it was a great time. What did you think about the timing, Michael? I, he needed to yeah. do it because of free agency, but I mean, it was yeah, usurping exactly. some of I think the... he needed, yeah, I mean, he needed to do it, and, and everybody was paying attention to Twitter at the time, so why not slip it in there? Like I said, I, I mean, I was watching Meals by Coogene, and, and all of a sudden, this goes in, and I thought it was something else. I mean, like, I'm like, wait a minute, am I reading this right? I had to kind of look at it again. I was too busy laughing at him eating his sandwiches. Wait, who is, like, now oh you got to help us out. Meals by Coogene? Yeah, who it's, is it's, it's somebody sent it to me the other day. Mickey, my son, also watches it, too. It, it's this guy who's from Staten Island. He's a young kid. He goes around the area, and he, and he, and he talks into the cat. He eats sandwiches and tells you what he likes and what he does. It's a, he's hilarious. I got to check I mean, him out. It, it, I'll send you the link. He's so funny. I mean, it's like... And he's, you know, he's doing it with his iPhone. He does pastries. He does everything, you know. But so I'm watching that, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, this is, wait a minute, Brady's back? What, I missed this. I know. This. It was it's, wild. It was wild. Hey, Josh, uh, Josh is a graduate of Vermont. This is, uh, and this is going to be tough for the show because, of course, this is a big <laughs> Eric Musselman show. But Arkansas, Vermont, it's a great first-round matchup. It really is, Patrick. So, you know, a couple kind of things that I'm looking at right now. Number one, we'll get to some fishy lines. Maybe talk how to create a contrarian bracket. But just real quick, you know, immediate. So two things. Number one, the immediate moves to me are really meaningful. Public isn't going to really bet these March Madness games until, you know, they actually start. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, when they finish off their bracket, they're probably going to fill out the bracket first before betting on these games. So early moves are meaningful. We talk about all the time, but those are really driven uh, mostly by respected betters, sharp betters, whatever you want to call them who maybe have capped this game and have a better number than what the books are showing. So uh, you guys know me, I'm UVM through and through, and I actually like the fact that I can sweat my team with kind of a sharp move in their favor. The other thing is anytime you see a line move toward the worst seeded team, that's always a fishy thing to me. I always like to get behind. So for this example here, you know, Arkansas, your ranked team here, number 15, you also get Arkansas uh, against UVM. They're ranked fourth as their seeding. UVM is 13, but guys, this game open Arkansas laying five and a half. The line's now down to five. So that immediate move was toward UVM. And if you look at Ken Palm, he actually has UVM only losing by four. So this is kind of a perfect play for me. I can root for my alma mater. We got an early sharp move in their favor. Uh, and again, as of right now, public's loading up on Arkansas. So I'll take the points here with UVM. You would have loved the hook. But guys, I'm loving the fact that this line is going to my, uh, my UVM cats here. You know, I think it's a great – I think it's an awesome situation for Arkansas because they, there is so much public perception out there about Vermont that, you know, like they're not the quiet team that everybody is just lurking in the background. Everybody knows they're good. Everybody's mentioned that yeah. they're good, and everybody's expecting an upset. And ultimately what happens when you expect an upset, you never get it. And Musselman's got four days to prepare for the team. And he now has the greatest thing any coach can have, which he can have other people saying he's going to get beat. 
You know, he's got other people. Yeah. So it's the greatest thing ever. He, he's no longer the top dog. He's no longer the Cinderella story. He's no longer the prettiest girl on the prom. He's now got, oh, wait, people are saying we're going to, and it started Sunday. It started with Seth Davis. He couldn't wait to announce it. You know, he couldn't wait to talk about it. So we'll see if it comes through. Must is a great motivator. Josh, what's the party scene like at Vermont? I'm just picturing like drum circles with Birkenstocks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone's you know wearing their Birkenstocks. You know they're playing hacky sack, Patrick. You know you can I don't know maybe maybe <laughs> go down to Lake Patrick. Champlain. <laughs> yeah, and get some uh, what is it? Some gravy fries there at Nectar. So get ready, Patrick. All of New England's gonna be ruined for Vermont in this one. Uh, no, you mentioned fishy lines. What, what what do you mean by that? What jumped out at you as far as some of these fishy lines, Josh? So by fishy lines, what jumps out to me is just the fact that, you know, why is the higher seed favored over uh, the worst seed or the better seed here? So, for example, you know, Michigan and Colorado State, this was the one that, you know, we were doing the show at DraftKings, had the immediate first move toward Michigan. Uh, Michigan opened against Colorado State. Some books were only even, I think DraftKings opened at a pick them. Maybe it was a little bit higher, like a minus one. But Michigan is all the way up to minus two and a half right now. Why is that meaningful? Because they're the 11 seed and you have Colorado State the six seed. Colorado State also has a far better record. Michigan, you know, uh, kind of uh, lost to Indiana early and there's a bad taste in the mouth of a lot of betters for Michigan. So, hey, take the higher ranked team, take the better team, better record. But that's not what's happening. This line move is going to Michigan. So these are the little things that I like to look for. The line going toward the team that people are down on who have the worst seeding here. Uh, another one that caught my eye, guys, was Memphis. Memphis against Boise State. Uh, Memphis, a lot of these shops open, you know, only laying one, one and a half. Now Memphis is up to minus two and a half. Why is that important? Because Memphis is actually your nine seed. Boise is your eight seed. And also keep in mind, if you're filling out your bracket, you're going to get double points or bonus points for these upsets. So uh, I know, you know if Michigan wins, a lot of people will say it was an upset. If uh, uh, Memphis wins, people say it's an upset. But operating based on the betting numbers, these teams are actually favored. And in your bracket, you'll get double points if these teams pull it off. You, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think you have to separate Michigan. And I can't stress this enough. Michigan, the argument over Michigan is about uh, their worthiness based on their record, not based on their talent. Once they're in, their That's talent correct. now is there. So you've got to respect their talent. You just can't say they don't deserve to get in, they're going to lose every game. I'm not saying that at all. The argument I was having was three games over 500 shouldn't allow them in, especially when there were some other teams that were doing well, Arkansas, uh, excuse me, Texas A&M. But I think that as we get in the betting mode here now, you've got to separate. They're in. You've got to evaluate them based on talent. And I think that's right. I think that's yeah. the only way. And I think that's what the betting market is doing. I think that's well put. The, uh, before we get to your contrarian bracket in the NBA, two reactions. One, Brady, and now they're calling him Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky as Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky is in Pittsburgh. What are your well, thoughts? Wait, wait, before you answer, yes. Josh, just so you're aware, <laughs> the odds are they went from Pittsburgh went from 55 to 1 to go to the Super Bowl to 71 with the signing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. If some sharp came in and bet it, I don't know, but – Take away. Go ahead. True find Pits, a way. True Pitsky. What do you got? Well, Josh? I was going to say, was it 55 to 71 or 71 to 55? Because it went the other way. And that tells me they got worse with Mitchell Trubisky here. So, uh, no MVP, Mitch. We're going to have to dust off those futures. Michael, make your head explode with all the value on MVP, Mitch. Uh, but I'm wondering, Michael, is he going to be the starter? Is he going to compete with someone? Do they draft someone? What's your take on that one? And to me, guys, Brady, it's just why you got to steal all the thunder. I don't understand it. Why retire in the first place? Just seems really Jekyll and Hyde with what's going on with him. 
Well, I think Brady, look, he had to get it going before free agency. Maybe he didn't make the decision. You know, whether Tom Brady was going to do it, if he did it Thursday afternoon during the games, it would have been big news anyway. I mean, Brady's big news no matter what happens. So when he does it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, He's going to steal the thunder regardless. As for Trubisky, I don't think Trubisky was signing anywhere. The contract tells you he's paid as a starter. So you sign him on a two-year deal, probably at an economic value for the team as a low-level starter. But I'm sure he got good money. I'm sure he was told he's going to be the starter unless things fall apart for him, which, you know, has happened before. I would very much, this is just my opinion, like with Jared Goff as my quarterback, I'm not excited. I'm not excited with Mitchell Trubisky. Sorry. I, I've seen enough. Anyway, that's just, uh, that's just me. The Josh contrarian, bra- contrarian bracket. We know you are a contrarian. What do you mean by that? Yes. What I mean by that, Patrick, is, you know, we've all filled out tons of brackets throughout our lives. And I think what we kind of realize is like, hey, what everyone expects to happen doesn't always happen. And the team that everyone is so high on doesn't always win at all. So, for example, by by a contrarian bracket, what I mean is picking a champion other than Gonzaga. Now, if Gonzaga wins it all, they do have the best futures price here, plus 300. They're your top seed overall. You tip your cap to the public. You say, hey, great job. What we expected happened, again, doesn't always work that way. So I'm thinking, hey, let's pick a different champion. What I'm looking at, guys, a couple teams, Arizona. That's your easiest way to go contrarian. They're the second-rated uh, team based on Ken Palm, second-best futures, plus 600. But also Kentucky. Kentucky, even though they're a two-seed, they have better odds to make the Final Four than both Kansas and with Baylor. The analytics really like Kentucky. They're plus 850, third-best odds. Baylor and Kansas would be your other options there. But again, you got to differentiate yourself from the pack. Everybody's going to have Gonzaga. Give me one of these other teams like Arizona, Kentucky, uh, you know, Baylor, Kansas. Then also, guys, I know this is kind of crazy, but I fill out my bracket from the middle out, not the outside in. I think a lot of people fill out the edges first because they, you know, get the bracket and work their way in. But remember, those are small points that you're going to get on the outside. You want to get them right. The important thing is to get your champion right. The longer you go and the longer your champion stays alive, the more points you're going to get each round. It's almost like in Jeopardy. You know, if you go for the $100 questions, that's great, but you only, you can get a lot of those. It won't outweigh the fact that whoever gets the $1,000 questions right has a huge leg up, uh, leg up on everyone else. Josh is such a contrarian. The rumors are true. When his mom made him sandwiches, they cut the inside out, and he ate just the crust. <laughs> I mean, you are a freak. You are a freak show, Josh. I- I know. Give me those edges, Patrick, right? The best part there. You want to give us a quick play? Raptors, Lakers. Give us a quick one. 20 seconds here on the way out tonight. Real quick, Lakers are one of the worst defensive teams in all the NBA. Obviously, it's based on their age, and they really don't defend at all. Give me the over in this one. Open 224 up to 225. Lakers been a great team to the over, especially at home. Well, I think they gave up to close to 80 points in the first half yesterday at Phoenix, right? <laughs> so they're, they're not defending at all. That is the Lakers. Josh, good stuff, my man. Uh, good luck today. Appreciate you. Betting Across America, of course, coming up later. And uh, Market Insights is the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, go, Cats, go. And I do want to get Michael's take. It sounds like he's fading the 76ers hosting oh, Denver. That's a, that's a giving. <laughs> we'll get to that next year, Lombardi line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashed the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Kind of like a credit card. This is really cool. So every wager earns you BetMGM reward points, redeemable for online bonuses, or converted into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's a great loyalty program. Exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. So when you wager on the app over at BetMGM, Sign up, betmgm.com, or log on today and get those rewards. Got to be 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, I got, this is actually pretty pretty big news, if, if you like offensive lineman news. Brandon Sheriff, the guard, is going to sign with the Jacks. That is a huge play for Lawrence down in Jacksonville. That's a big get for them. Well, it is, and if he can stay healthy. He has not been able to stay healthy as much as you would like, but he's certainly a good football player, and he gives them someone inside at the left guard position. He can replace either one of their guards, A.J. Kane, who's a free agent, or Norvell, who's also a free agent. They franchise Cam Robinson, so now this deal is going to come in at significant money. They're going to have a lot of money in the offensive line, which is what they should have. I mean, that's where you need to put your resources, uh, especially around a quarterback. So it's a, really a, a, a good first step for the Jaguars as they come out of this it may take them out and I think this also affects the drafting market here I think they'll go if they're signing two off if they're spending this much money in the offensive line in free agency i.e. the franchise tag on Cam Robinson and then Sheriff Sheriff then I think ultimately you've got to look at defense for where they're going yeah Sheriff went healthy He's, I mean, maybe he's not Quentin Nelson at the guard position, but he is, he's pretty good, Michael. A good player. He's a good very player. good player. Yeah, if, he stays, 
and he's tough and he gives them some leadership, something that they really need. And ultimately, I don't think money motivates this kid. And I mean, obviously he wants to get paid a ton of money, but I think he loves football and he'll play the level of his play will be reflective of his love of the game, not based on his paycheck. I don't think they have to worry about this is one of those guys like typical of Jacksonville that they sign and he never plays to the level that they want him to play to. And remember, and Michael just said something important for betters. This may sound super basic, but it's important to kind of connect the dots with the franchise tag being slapped on the tackle and Cam Robinson. That means I have a hard time believing Jacksonville is not going to take Hutchinson at one. Michael Hutchinson is minus 250. So he's a he's a big time favorite there to go one overall in the draft this spring. Yeah, and, and the Bengals just have signed Ted Karras, great kid, you know, started left guard for the, for the, the Patriots, was in Miami, orig- we drafted him in, in New England, went to Miami, they signed him on a three-year deal for $18 million, so he got really well paid. He played well last year for New England, they're going to miss him. He was able to allow their communication, and now the Bengals have signed, they signed uh, the kid from Tampa Bay, uh, offensive guard Kappa from uh, Tampa Bay, and now they've signed Karras, so they, they're clear going back into uh, the mode of we got to fix this offensive line. They saw it. We all saw it. And with Kappa at one guard and Karras at the other, they've improved their toughness in that offensive line, which is critical. Okay, so big news coming as far as free agency. The frenzy is upon us. Trubisky is a stealer. Obviously, Brady Beck, that's not free agency, but that did have an impact. It is going to have an impact. Jensen resigns. Um, there was one I wanted to ask you about Allen Robinson. Well, they've lost that. Now they've lost two guys. So they lose Kappa. And remember, Ali Mar- Ali Mar- Marpet. Retired. He retires. So they've lost two of those guys. So, you know, I mean, this is going to be, uh, you know, they're going to have to rebuild that offensive line for Brady. They're, they don't have those players there now. But look, they're cap strapped, right? They, they can't, they, they, they want Gronk back. You know, Gronk wants to play with Brady. They got to pay him. You know, that Sue's a free agent. Jason Pierre-Paul's a free agent. Carlton Davis is a free agent. They got a bunch of guys, and they don't have a lot of room. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a different team, especially up front. You hearing anything, Allen Robinson, wide receiver Bears? Uh, you know, I, I, I think ultimately this receiver market is, might take some time because of Cooper's being on, on the Browns' books for $20 million, and everybody knows, nobody other than the Browns, I don't think anybody really wanted to pay the $20 million. So I think it's going to take one receiver to go before we see what these numbers come in. And I'm sure Robinson's waiting to see if he can get above that 15, 16 million threshold that they all want to get to. So I bet this today, this morning when I woke up uh, at 221, I bet the over 76ers hosting Denver. I'll tell you why 76ers held on in overtime yesterday, 116, 114 down in Orlando. But when they don't have rest, their points, they give up per per 100. It goes up from right around 109 and a half to 111 and a half. So, you know, obviously no rest doesn't help the 76ers. These are two lead offenses. It's going to be all about Jokic and Embiid. Um, but I think especially in transition, Denver should be able to take advantage of some tired legs coming back from Orlando, Michael. You know, I think I think this is a tough game for Philly. They looked rugged last night. They didn't play with any intensity. They looked like they were just going to be able to go through the motions. And in the last two weeks, hard last two games, Harden has not shot well. 
you know, he made a couple clutch shots down in the fourth quarter. Tobias Harris actually made a key one to win the game for him. But he hasn't shot well, and their defense hasn't played as well. Uh, I, and now, just so we know going in this, the, the 76ers are a three-point favorite in the game. The line is pretty much – it opened to three and a half. It moved to three. But the injury report came out of, before we went on the air today, and, and none of the Sixers players, Harden or Embiid, are listed as they're not going to play. In fact, Danny Green right. will come back. But I do think the way they've been defending and the way that if you play some tempo against them, like what Kevin Durant said, they're going to give up a lot of points too. So – uh, the Jaguars just signed Ola Cohn, the, the kid from Atlanta, the inside linebacker, really a good player. The kid from Yale that, that Falcons drafted in the sixth round. Uh, you got a huge deal, $45 million, uh, over three years. So Jacksonville spending some serious coin down there right out of the blocks. I, I, I will say this did make me laugh. I, I didn't know how long Lent went, but somebody said Tom Brady gave up football for Lent, which apparently is 40 days. And yeah. so let's, let's, let's come back to where we started the show for those yeah. that missed it. And, and Tom Brady is returning for his 23rd season. He announced it via Twitter yesterday. A cool picture on the left was him and his teammates. And then on the right was Giselle with the kids. Um, it, again, and, and and Giselle gave her blessing. I, I read a quote somewhere online today that she's, you know, they're all the family is all in. And, and maybe that took a long time for the family to make this decision. But I think we know this with Tom Brady, that he was still playing at the height of his game. This was yes. not a player like Ben Roethlisberger, who was not playing at the end very well. So there's more in there. As shocking as it sounds at 45 years old, he's still playing at an incredibly high level. And he needed to do it sooner rather than later because he needs to dedicate his offseason to his body and to the things that he has to prepare for to play at that high, high level. So, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me in one sense that he's back because there's no finish line for Tom Brady, but it does surprise me in the sense that he gave it some thought. Remember when the report first came out by uh, Jeff Darlington and ESPN that Brady, Brady said, no way, that's not true. Then after the weekend on Monday, he announced it. So we know there must have been some back and forth and obviously Obviously, that back and forth continued. I, I knew his numbers were crazy last year. I didn't realize he threw for over 5,300 yards. I knew he led the league in both in both passing yards and touchdowns. He had 43 touchdowns uh, to just, you know, 12 picks. But, I mean, the numbers were absurd. It's yeah. a throwing offense, to be fair, but uh, obviously. But we th those are still absurd numbers. They really are, and I think ultimately he's going to have to get some things corrected on control pace. Remember, Fournette's not, a, Fournette's not on the team right now either. You know, he was actually writing a goodbye letter to him. So Fournette's not on the team. O.J. Howard's not on the team. Gronk isn't on the team. Ronald Jones isn't on the team. Bernard's not, Bernard's not on the team. I mean, so they've got a lot of free agents. Jordan Whitehead, their really good safety's not on the team right now. Three of their starting defensive linemen. They redoed Vita Vey's deal to get below the cap. But this is a team that has a lot of, a lot of room to, to get themselves to where Brady, the team that Brady left off that field when they weren't able to convert the, those 45 seconds to get the game into overtime is not going to be the same team that he comes back to. They're going to have to redo some of these contracts. Where do they go do that? You know, where do you do that? So as a fan, you're sitting out there when you hear the word redo the contract. What you want to do is take a guy like Donovan Smith, who's due to make $15.7 His cap number currently is at $18 million. So what teams will do, he's got $14.5 million guaranteed. What teams will do is guarantee that money and turn it into signing bonus. They're giving it to him anyway, and that lowers his cap number. 
it doesn't affect the cash, nor does it affect the cap number. So therefore, now it affects the cash total because you're using that money that you picked up from him to give to somebody else. The cash outlay is still going to be the same, but now you're increasing your cash outlay. So that's how they do it. And they have Chris Godwin. They can't do anything with him. Shaq Barrett's at $16 million. So they've got ways to pick up room, but you've got draft picks you've got to sign too. You know, I'm always watching soccer. He was hanging out Manchester United with Cristiano Ronaldo. And so after all the Internet sleuths said they could pick up Ronaldo asking Brady, so you're done, right? And Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the great soccer players of all time, and he was uh, Brady was there with his son at Man U. And now Internet sleuths are saying that they heard Brady say, yeah, I'm not so sure if I'm done. So they're piecing it together. But anyway, it's better. Look, football's better with him in it. It'll be exciting to have him back. He never went anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. What about J.C. Jackson before we say goodbye? Where is he going to go? I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's looking for a huge deal. A lot of teams looking for corners. The guy makes plays on the football. I know he's looking close to $20 million a year. That's going to be a tough deal to get. Maybe he will. Okay, get to writing, Michael. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, odds on coming up next here. Beast in the Sports Betting Network. 